Hi guys, this is Steve Montgomery. This is part one of a two-part episode of our 20 most listened to metal bands of the 80s. So hang on, let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to Retro Media Talk Podcast. This is our first episode of 2023. And today, we're kicking it off with not a movie. We're not doing a movie this time. We're kicking it off with our favorite or the most, I guess I should say the most, the most listened to band. Some are our favorites, uh, you know, whatever, but uh, our most listened to bands of the 80s, metal bands. When you say, Steve, hey, Steve, welcome back. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's good to be. It's, it was good to take a break, you know. But uh, I'm 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 glad to to be back and ready to get into it. But yeah, it's kind of like um, it's the. I think it's more I, more so the bands that we listened to the most in the '80s, right? Yeah, is is that what we decided we were? Yeah, gonna do? I th- yeah, because it's so hard to pick. Like, hey, what's your favorite bands of the '80s? You know, or metal bands of the '80s? What we're gonna do? We're gonna do the metal genre because that was. That was the my my favorite genre, I guess, of the '80s. You know, uh, early on when I was younger, I, uh, you know, I was into I was into pop. I was into. Um, oh yeah, I loved I loved all that uh, early, uh, you know, MTV new wave. stuff. The new wave, you know, like the, the Cure and uh, all that kind of stuff. All that pop, that yeah. '80s pop stuff. Yeah, Depeche Mode, which all was that huge, stuff. which was huge I, in the it, you know, it early. Was. Yeah, and I, and to be honest with you, I still love it. You know, but. Um, but yeah, we uh, we decided to do the metal genre because if we did, we could probably maybe later on we'll do we'll do different genres, whatever you know. But let's start off with the the metal first, right? Because that's you know that's metal's where it's at, honestly. You know, I mean, back then for me, yeah, that's I mean, where metal, metal were pretty much from like eighty four to yeah. uh, all the way to maybe like ninety two ruled. Yes, yes. Those those years. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, I wasn't a big metalhead in the early 80s. It just kind of like took off. I think I, well, I guess we, well, wait a minute, but because um, I'll give you a little history how I fell in love with, with metal. But anyway, guys, welcome to, our, to the podcast, the first episode of 2023. Um, I hope everybody had a great new year. Uh, Lego, I didn't even have to, I didn't even get to uh, ask you. Steve Lego, how was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? Uh, you know, it was it was good. Um, it was a little bit uh, m- more laid back than previous years. I don't know, don't know why. Um, uh, there were some people that it went, uh, you know, some family members that decided that they were going to go on uh, a cruise instead of hanging around. So there was less people, uh, around for Christmas and, uh, okay. New Year's was pretty, pretty uneventful. Um, yeah, we went too. some, <laughs> we went some, we went somewhere early for a dinner and stuff like that. Um, but we, we were home, we were home before, you know, way before midnight. Yeah. I don't even go out hardly anymore, but you know, it's cool. I, I, I don't mind just, relaxing whatever watching a movie and whatnot too many crazies on the roads these days so i don't care yeah but um yeah and uh that's about it it's it's hard to believe it went so fast 
in my opinion. It just like, I don't know, Christmas just took off, you know. It seemed like we had a lot of time, you know. <laughs> I would have liked to have done a couple more movies, but we ended up on what the last podcast was Santa Claus the movie and it was like a kind of a kind it of a Santa, fi- it, it was San- the the Santa Claus. <laughs> the Santa Claus, yeah. And it kind of it kind of fizzled out uh 2022 on a on a on a not so great uh, you know, finale. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you know, we had to we had to fit Christmas vacation in before that because you know, we're we're afraid to miss it. Like somebody would call, you know, not do it or or you know, what what if one of us got sick then and couldn't do it? I, you know, so that's it, fine. Next year we got some new movies that that will uh you know, that people may have been surprised we did not do like Home Alone and stuff like that, but we'll we'll catch it up next year. So, um Besides, I'm going to make a trip to the Home Alone house before I go there, before I do the podcast and stuff. Right. But anyway, uh, getting back to the uh, – now, we settled on, for the 80s, like like 20 of our, our, of our you know, most well-known listen-to bands, uh, metal bands. Is that what list you came up with, the 20? Or did yeah, you I, 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 I picked – well, I – you know, I started rattling them off, and I was like, "Well, it'll be easy," you know. But then you start, you start listening to them, like, "Oh, I forgot this one, and I forgot this one." And so then I had a, a little bit larger list than twenty, and then I had to really think about who I listened to more, and I narrowed it down from yeah. probably from from thirty to down to about twenty. Yeah, because because when when we do the nineties, um, I, I actually picked thirty instead of 20 because the 90s was just too hard but you know this this is our our 20 that we most listened to but let me see uh when did you personally fall in love with metal music and what band was it if you can remember your your first experience with with metal probably uh you know my my first love and you know it was it was a rat it was Rat, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's it? Eighty four. Yeah. Out of Something the like cellar. That. Yeah. Out of the cellar album. When that album came out, you know, prior to that, I was big. I my my favorite band prior to that was was Hall and Oates. That's who I you know I, yeah. I loved Hall and Oates and I yeah. loved that kind of music. That's when I, but then when I heard I heard Rat on the school bus, somebody had a boombox playing that, and I was like, what what is that? You know. And that's that's the album that captivated me uh, and got my my taste to change forever. Yeah, I I um my first band for me, well, it was um it was a Christmas present. First, it was REO, but I don't I don't consider REO Speedway metal. Yeah, I don't th- I don't consider them metal, but the first metal band that I that I um well I I should say that, that you know when I got into rock and metal whatever I got right. a couple I got a couple gifts right it, it was Ario Speedwagon and it was Def Leppard and Def Leppard was really the band that changed uh, me on on the metal path I would consider. Without- what album was it? Was it the uh, Pyromania? Yeah, it was Py- Py- yeah. Pyromania was the first album uh, I I got. I was, dude. I just. I mean, when I heard, you know, like Foolin' and Rock of Ages, it just. Oh, I was, 
I was sold, man. I mean, they they just they just killed it, man. I mean, I, I then I was just craving every other uh, rock metal act there was, you know. So, but that that was my my number one first experience. Um, and then, you know, I guess we could just start going down the list. Oh, we should say though. This is in no particular, no particular order. order, right? But, but if if we do have an order, like maybe like a like a top band that actually changed uh, changed us or something, I mean, we'll we'll put that in in as a disclosure or something. But but really, I've got a list here, and there's no real rhyme and reason to this list, other than th- there's another band I'll say that changed. Um, Changed music for me too, so but I'll I'll tell you that in a little bit. So you want to go go uh, maybe uh, I don't know first first five down your list. First five down my list, pretty yeah. I could do that. Like I said, they're no particular order, but um, you know, obviously I said Rat was like really the first yeah. hard rock band that uh, I really got into, and. Uh, yeah, I, I played the heck out of out of the cellar, and then Invasion of Your Privacy came out, which was just a which which was a killer killer album. But um, early on, Night Ranger, Night Ranger, underrated, hardly talked about. People wouldn't say they're metal, right. but they got some pretty hard rock songs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Night Ranger is awesome. I mean, their first three albums, incredible. You know, Dawn Patrol, Midnight Madness, Seven mm-hmm. Wishes. I mean, there's so many good songs in there. It's just unbelievable. Um, and then, of course, the granddaddy, <laughs> the granddaddy of them all, Queensryche. Oh, yeah, I knew. I, yeah. See, that's one of one that's going to overlap between us. I knew. <laughs> I mean, you were the you were the Queensryche freaking connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I was into all different, uh, all the different. Uh, metal bands you know at the time more commercial mm-hmm. and um i uh i saw that video for eyes of a stranger on headbangers ball i'd never heard anything by them prior to that and i was just so blown away by that video and by the the, the song that 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 forever like changed my life and you know they they put out in my opinion probably the greatest metal album of all time and that's operation Mindcrime. i mean it's oh yeah that was i mean i i listened to that album hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of, of times well, yeah if you could pinpoint life-changing albums that really like set the bar that you can remember like well this really changed you know my i, I don't know like not genre, but I mean, you know, it was on a whole nother level of metal. You know, they were, yeah, they were more, um, you know, kind of opened the door for progressive metal. You know, yeah, they, you know, they weren't, they weren't singing about, uh, you know, talk dirty to me, and uh, you know, it, was, it right. wasn't about, it wasn't about chicks and partying. Yeah, it was more a cerebral type yeah. of 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 music. Very deep intellectual lyrics and uh, yeah exactly and the vocalist you know uh, jeff tate was just on a whole nother level when, when i first heard him it was on cassette i think my aunt or uncle i found it um at my grandma's house put it in i was just like blown away by 
you know, Jeff Tate's range, you know, just hitting those high notes. I think Queen of the Reich was the was the song that just kind of, whoa, you know, just blew me out of the water. And you got how many tattoos? <laughs> Three, three, <laughs> three, three Queens Direct Answer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So next one, and then another band that I mean, totally, you know, had a big influence on my life was Striper, and you know, yep. Uh, I was, you know, I I heard them uh, from the very first album, Yellow Black Attack. I, I I was in love with the band from that album, and then. Soldiers Under Command came out, and that was great. And then the the granddaddy of them all was, you know, 1986, The Hell of the Devil, and that was just groundbreaking album. It broke Christian rock into the mainstream, and, um, you know, they had a free calling on you, honestly. They were on the MTV, you know, charts for forever. You know what I mean? It was uh, incredible. Incredible uh, band, and I love them. They still play in today, and uh, amazing. Yeah, they're the only band I think to ever have three top videos in the top ten. Three videos at once, at once. Because I, I, you know, I'd run home, you know, after school, watch the top ten, and at one point they had the number one video, the number two video, and I think the number three or four video. Because they, I think they had at one point they had like honestly free and uh, calling on you, calling on you, all on the top ten video countdown. Amazing. <laughs> no other band, yeah. no other band came, you know, did that. Maybe Bon Jovi, you know, but they might have had two. I don't think I remember a th- band having three top videos on there, but that was that was crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, well, since we're talking about, well, I'll, I'll wait till, till I put my list on there, but you, you got anything else to add about uh, striper or anything? Um, no, I mean, it was, but, uh, you know, other than the fact that, like I said, it was, you know, uh, you know, 1986 tell the devil, I, I, I played that album so many times. I literally blew through three cassettes literally wore them out the brushes you know on the inside of the oh, yeah. cassette they just fell off i yeah. mean literally i just wore them out just wore them out i played i played that album so much um and like i said yeah i mean it's in my opinion uh you know they're they're definitely they're very close to you know you know one of my top top uh bands uh of all time for me yeah so um so that was four. So number five on my list, a very unknown band probably to most people that are going to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> but for me, same thing. When I when I heard this band, I was like, I bought it on a whim. I bought it on a whim. It, it, they, I, I was at the music store and and I saw that they were on Enigma Records, which was, um, you know, which the label that Striper was on and. Didn't really have any great artwork, but um, just something told me I need to buy this album, and I did. And it was uh, Baron Cross, you know, it was Atomic Arena, and just fell in love with the band. Amazing, amazing. I love the, I love the singer. He's probably my favorite singer of all time. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just 
I played the heck out of that album. Then I went back and and uh, got the uh, the previous album, which I hadn't heard, and uh, which was Rock for the King. And then they came out with you know probably their most commercial and popular album, which was State of Control. And then they broke up. But um, yeah, I mean, I just which that was also, on a continu- which continuous also, rotation. Yeah, which also made the uh, MTV uh, uh, Hairbanger. Hairbangers Ball, they played the uh, video on there. Um, you know, not yes. not uh, a, not a ton, but they did play it uh, on a rotation. But it, you know, I did happen to catch it one time and record it. But yeah, you know, you can find anything now. But yeah, yeah, they had a video for Imaginary Music, and they had a video for I believe Crying Over You. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah. Uh, that's another cross. Uh, that's another band that's on my list too. <laughs> that I'll get yeah. to. But, so that's my first five. Okay. Well, in no particular order, except for the first two, was uh, Def Leppard because it was my first metal experience. It wasn't my heaviest, but it was my first. And uh, Def Leppard, when I heard, obviously, um, Pyromania. High and Dry, actually, I think I heard first, but I, I, I got it. I got Pyromania as a gift, and, uh, you know, it just – I wore the cassette out on that one. And then uh, the second one that really changed my life was Dokken. And uh, Dokken just – I mean, it, it was another thing. When I got under lock and key, I got, a, I got that on cassette – um that just it never left my cassette player for like a year i mean it was just in constant rotation so that was just um yeah that was um that was a life-changing band right there for me um i had to have everything they put out after that yeah me too actually i figured docket was that on your list too oh it's definitely yeah Yeah, for sure it's on my list (laughs) I knew it would be, but yeah, that's you know, what's so un- hard to do about these lists, you know? You know, under lock and key, you know, when you put it in there and it's that intro to Unchain that down, 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 you know, it's just, you know, it's just an awesome intro. It's kind of like dark, you know, and then it yeah. just kicks in. Yeah, that that album is absolutely incredible. Uh, I, there's not, a, there's really not a stinker on there. I mean, and it's same thing. That that album was, uh, that was probably their high point. You know, they had, uh, they had uh, videos as well all over MTV. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Don- uh, alone again. I mean that. I mean, come on. You know, I I loved '80s ballads, and that ballad was just so powerful to me. I mean, I, I just loved it. But um, Under Lock and Key was my first album that I got from. I don't yeah, know I mine got, too. I might have got. My mom might have got it for me. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, I remember we went on vacation to Florida, and Dockin' Under Lock and Key was played nonstop. Even though I take a multivitamin, I also like to take superfoods. And the best superfood I found on the market that tastes just amazing is Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens real organic superfood one scoop of field of greens gives you the full spectrum of colors with fruits veggies herbs spices and more 
helps with your overall well-being by aiding in antioxidation, lipid metabolism, and glucose metabolism. Since Field of Greens is made from real foods, it's technically not a supplement. This is just pure whole foods, guys, and you can get a discount right now by using coupon code HEALTHYLIFE. Just plug that coupon, Healthy Life, before checkout in the coupon section and get our exclusive discount. You have to try Field of Greens from BrickHouseNutrition.com. And another band that's on my list, Judas Priest. And I think it was yes. Turbo. Remember, you know, Turbo uh, Lover? You know, yep. that band? Or, I mean, that album? Yep. I think that was around, that must have been around the same time Under Lock and Key was released. I don't know. I have to look that up. I, I, I don't know for sure. But that was the first album I got from Judas Priest. Between those two albums, that that's what I remember listening to all the time for, uh, you know, uh, in Florida, and then uh, well, I'll get to the the next band, but uh, yeah, but but they were also on my list. But I um, I actually uh, I fell in love with them, and people don't like the album, but uh, Ram It Down. I remember oh, yeah. I got Ram It Down, and I just I love that album. I played that a lot, a lot. Yeah, I think I got that late. I, I got it. I don't know later on. I, I mean after after Turbo Lover. Was it Turbo or Turbo Lover? It was just Turbo, and then the song Turbo. was Turbo yeah, Lover. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean that uh, that song had a killer uh, hook to it. You know, I don't know something about that Turbo Lover. It just like it. It had a, a lot of diehard, a lot of diehard Judas Priest fans though hate I that know, song because and it was, hate that album. Yeah, right, because it was more commercial. So that was three. Uh, the next one. Now the next one, um, I might as well just do. I might, I might as well just say Striper too, because Striper was actually the first, the first metal concert I ever went to. Striper was actually the first, actually my, probably my second exposure, big exposure to metal, because. Since you know, I was uh, I, I was brought up in the church, and my my parents, you know, didn't want me to listen to certain types of music. You know, they they did, but then certain certain things. You know, I, I tried to buy a Kiss album, I think, one time, and uh, they wouldn't let me. And what was the other one? Um, it was I don't know. You know, uh, you know, there were so many metal bands that had, you know, like. Um, controversial type of artwork right. on for the time and you know everybody related it to you know oh they're satanic i i strayed away from like the metallica the megadeth you know all that stuff because i you know they, they everybody kept saying oh man that's satanic that's this that of course they were all wrong but you know that that was the impression that those bands kind of had back then you know they were kind right. of uh too too dark uh you know but but nobody really knew where they were coming from until you really delved into the lyrics and stuff and you find out that they're not satanic at all <laughs> quite <No>. opposite <laughs> you know but there was a lot of bands that that uh 
that were like that. So I never got into those bands back then. I is more into the, you know, the more partying type of bands and, you know, fluffy bands or whatever. And right. Striper, when I when I first talked my mom into getting a cassette because I loved the way they looked on the cover, because it was the first time I ever seen a Christian band that, that had, you know, full-blown, like, 80s teased hair and, you know, and uh, looked like, you know, a metal band. Never heard them, never didn't know what they sounded like, and... Um, Got the cassette and, like you, I wore it out. Yellow and black attack, life changing, yeah. and um, it was crazy, man. It was the first time exposed to Christian metal, and I was, uh, you know, hey, it kept me out of trouble all through the eighties, for for the most part. <laughs> kept me on the stage. Yeah. I, didn't get, I yeah. didn't get into drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't do any of that stuff. <laughs> so it kept me kind of on the straight and narrow. Put a little striper on. I was just like, yeah, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, man. Striper was also the first concert. Well, not the first concert. First concert was Petra, which was another Christian band. But they were, you know, who they are, obviously. But right. the audience may not. Um, they were like a rock, Christian rock, not Christian metal band. But that was the first concert I've been to. And then the second concert was Striper, and that was the To Health the Devil uh, concert. And it was the loudest concert I've ever been to. Absolutely, I was deaf for like two days. I mean, I was just like, my ears were ringing. It was so loud. But it was phenomenal, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy, man. It was, it was so good. And there were – and um, – let me just throw it out there. A sixth. That was well. No, that was four. Right. That was four right. on my list. Mm -hmm. Let me yep. throw my fifth one since it relates to it. My fifth band that I'm going to pick is Hurricane. Now a lot of people are like, "Who's Hurricane?" Well, Hurricane, the singer, is the singer for Foreigner now. Kelly Hansen, phenomenal vocalist, and I saw Striper. With Hurricane, which was on the Enigma, Enigma yeah, yeah, label. And, um, dude, they were phenomenal. And they only had an EP out there. You know, it was like a five-song album. And, right. um, and uh, dude, I loved it. I mean, it, it had a killer ballad on there. I uh, can't remember the, the name of it offhand. But, uh, yeah, so they were playing with Striper. So did you listen to Hurricane back then? I did actually, and and um, making this list, I'd kind of, <clears throat> I'd kind of forgotten about them, and I, I, I did listen to the Over the Edge album quite a bit back in the eighties. Yeah, they yeah. were, they they were a great a great band. Yeah. Great band, yeah. So that's my uh, five. Um, so go ahead and give us five more. Well, the next, like I said, in no particular order, the next uh, band on the list is Tesla. Oh and, man, I I forgot about Tesla. When I got the great radio controversy <laughs> on cassette, I was I mean uh, I was just uh, I was hooked. I mean I I had um, I had heard them on the uh, on their first album, uh, Mechanical Residence, 
and uh, you know, modern day cowboy. And I, oh. that was all right. It was an all right song, you I know. Love but it didn't. It, it didn't really grab me. I mean, I liked it, you know. And little Susie was on there, yeah. and um, so I liked. I liked. I liked the band. But what I got, you know, changes. When, yeah, changes was oh, on I love there, that right? Song. But when Radio Controversy came out, I, I just, it was just, they had just took it to another level and it was amazing. And they had, same, they had, they had a string of hits off of their love song. And, um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, what I played the heck out of What was the real rocker on there, though? What was the real, what was the real rocker on that album? Cause I don't um, think I got that one till later on. I, I, I mean, I, I have it, but I, Offhand, I can't remember the real, like, driving song on that album. Well, I, you know, I don't know what the, what, the, what, the, if there was like a big rocking hit song off of there. Um, yeah. But my, my favorite song on there, which was a, was, was the rocking song, was uh, Flight to Nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that was, uh, that was my favorite, uh, my favorite song on the album, but the uh, "Lady Luck" was a good song on there. Of course, actually, the big hit off there was, which I wouldn't say it's like a driving rocker song, was "Heaven's Trail." There's oh no way yes, out, there's no I way love out. that song. That was the yeah, that was an awesome song. But the um, you know it had "Paradise," which was an awesome song too. Yep, "Making Magic" was awesome, and uh, what's it? Troy Lucetta's uh, footwork on there was incredible. Yeah, I mean there there was so many good songs in there. Yeah. Uh, I played the heck out of that. You know, it was great back in the 80s because, you know, I would, uh, you know, everybody back then was, you know, especially back in high school when everybody had their first car, yep. everybody had their, you know, souped up uh, radio systems in there. Kids would be driving to school and you would hear music, you know, they wanted to play music loud to be cool and stuff. Oh, yeah. So you would hear different, different, uh, different bands people were playing and, uh, you know, you'd go home and... Um, you know, watch MTV and you'd headbangers ball. So you would hear all these, you, you, you know, metal edge and hit parader. He had, he had magazines out there of, uh, you know, cause metal was just, it was so big back then. And, uh, so whenever I would see, or I, uh, uh, an article about a, a new band I hadn't heard of, or I'd see him on uh, headbangers ball, I'd be like, well, cool. You know, I, I, I was a member of Columbia house. So I, yeah. <laughs> I would just, I would just order it up and, you yeah. know, would come in the mail you know, or you know, occasionally I would go to the to the mall if I really wanted something super fast. But I usually could wait. You know, I would put my order in for Columbia House and be there pretty quick, and then I would get it. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was really cool back then to be able to uh, to get some music. And in Columbia House, actually, too, they would have their recommendation for the month if you ever belonged to them. Yeah. And a lot of times Several I would read the times. article, and uh, I would um, they would talk me into getting the 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 thing of the month, and usually they were spot on most of the time yeah yeah i uh i i drove a i was one of the first um kids driving in the neighborhood you know uh had a well i mean as far as having a car to drive and i drove a a spider mazda if you ever know what that if you ever i don't know if you knew what that car was but anyway i used to have probably the same as as all you guys or I mean, you know, as a lot of people in the audience, uh, two two big house speakers in the back, yeah, and uh, you know, I, and all I kept doing was trying to figure out how I could add more speakers 
So <laughs> just, you know, like splicing right. the wire. And it's like I wanted speakers like a drive-in hanging outside my window so I could just jam metal, you know? <laughs> it was, oh, man, yeah. I, I, I tried everything. But, you know, the stereo just wasn't powerful enough to – to to to, know, to drive a bunch of speakers drive, <laughs> drive on those speakers, but yeah, I mean it's it was it was just cool, man. You wanted to jam your favorite band, you know, or whatever you were listening to. Yeah, and uh, you know it felt good. And then you grew your mullet and you had it blowing in the wind. That's yeah, that's it. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't really have, well I guess a kind of a mullet, you know. Mine was more like the feathered. The feathered, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, the feather, with yeah. my vent brush, and I would yep. make sure it was nice and feathered back, you know. And I had my, I had my little uh, cheesy uh, mustache starting to grow in, yep. and my neck beard. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was so mad though because I didn't want a mullet. I wanted, I wanted a full head of one one length long hair, and and my mom was a hairstylist and she said no no mullets are in you know whatever it, i don't know if they called it that back then or whatever they called right. it right and it was like short on top long in the back and i'm like no man i want it all one length you know and <laughs> i just kept getting that i finally just had a you know kind of put my hair head down or uh foot down i said like, no i'm just gonna grow it out because you know the mullet look was just not good, and now I got to face my senior picture. You know, whenever I <laughs> look in my senior yearbook, it's a me with a mullet and a half-assed mustache. Horrible. Gosh, if I could go back and change it, I would. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people had. Oh, it was in. Don't get me wrong, but it's a bad style. Who came up with that? You know. Yeah, I, you know, I don't really remember a whole lot of actually uh, people in the bands that had mullets, so I don't really know who made the mullet popular. I know. Who did? It's just stupid. It's a stupid... And it came back, though. It came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool again, I guess. I don't know if it was ever cool or ever will be cool, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. But we so. like long hair. Don't get us wrong. We, we both got long hair now again but uh you know what what's left of it yeah, what's, <laughs> we're, we're hanging on to it as long as we can so what was that that was your that was number six six okay hey guys what's up this is steve montgomery from retro media talk hey i just want to let you know i got a new album out called night sky if you like ambient cinematic type music a little synth wave mixed in with uh, some of the tracks hey check it out it's available on bandcamp amazon spotify and some other outlets i also have a physical cd that you can order through the link in the podcast description wherever you're listening to thank you so much for your support steve montgomery night sky out now So the uh, the next one on my list is Dio. Oh, Dio! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first, you know, the very first time I I heard heard uh, Dio, I was like, I was hooked. I was just hooked. Um, back then in the '80s, for whatever reason, I I just loved um, 
the Dream Evil album. I just loved it. It had uh, Could Have Been a Dreamer. It had All the Fools Sailed Away. It had Sunset Superman. Um, but, I mean, I loved all of the albums prior to that. You know, Sacred Heart, uh, Dream Evil, um, uh, what do you call Holy Diver. I mean, just amazing. I just love, love Dio. I still love Dio today. Um, just a, a great, great, powerful singer. And he was one of those guys that, you know, it wasn't a party band. You know, it was dragons and rainbows, and, yeah. you know, but it was it was totally cool. It was totally cool. Still cool. Um, and that was a band I had to sneak and, and, and listen to because it had all that, you know, supposed, you know, it was like, a well, it had a lot of imagery that related right. to you know, oh, Dio Satan, you know, it's, it's devil yeah. backwards, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. Especially though, with the with the uh, the holy diver um, cover where the, yeah. you know, the, the demon is like, you know, drowning the priest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I couldn't, um, I couldn't have that on my list. But, I mean, if you see interviews with, with the guy, he's totally not that in any way, shape, or form, you know. You know, they, they associated his... You know his uh, his sign he did with his hands is you know the mark of the devil or whatever, yeah. but that was all rubbish too. And yeah, the uh, the horns, the yeah. horn symbol. I mean, that, we were all freaked out when somebody did the did the uh, you know the horn symbol. It was like, oh shoot. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and see, Satan. On, on seeing stage. you know seeing the interviews with him and just seeing that documentary. I mean, he. That's an old uh, Italian thing he got from his grandmother, and it's to ward off evil spirits. Yeah, it was the what did he call it? Uh, I, I can't remember what he called it, but it's it's something from back then that they, the old Italians did. Um, yeah. yeah, so Dio, amazing, awesome guy, awesome. That documentary was f- great, man. Oh, did you get to see it? Yeah, yeah. you know what's funny is somebody uploaded it to YouTube. Uh-huh. And I caught it, and I I got to download it, and then it was wiped. <laughs> it was gone, but it was up there free for a, for a short time. I shared it to uh, my Facebook page in case anybody wanted to see it. But uh, yeah, I I snagged it right away. I was like, oh man, I gotta I gotta see this because I have Showtime. I think it's only streaming on Showtime or rental, you know. So yeah. I went to the theater to see it on open. You know, they they had yeah, like a, l- limited showings. I think it was two days. They were showing it in theaters. So I went and, went and saw it. It was amazing. Yeah. Number eight, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yep yep. You know, uh, it's I mean, you know, Bark at the Moon, credible album. There's so many good songs on that album. The same thing, Ozzy got this rap that he was whatever. I don't know some some Satanist or whatever. <laughs> you know. Um, Totally well, Black not. Sabbath always had that reputation. Yeah. The, but. Yeah, Bark at the Moon came out, and then, of course, The Ultimate Sin, um, you know, was just uh, so many good songs on both those albums. I played the heck out of both those albums, um, you know, and that was... Um, then, you know, we had, uh, what was it, Don't Rest for the Wicked, that's when uh, Zach Wilde took over, and that was a good album, too. Those are probably my 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 favorite three, but I, I played the heck out of uh, um, the ultimate sin. There was just so many, so many good songs on there. I, I played it a lot, and Ozzy was, 
you know, he was the king for all the metalheads. You know, everybody loved Ozzy. Yeah, he didn't make my list. <laughs> Sorry to say, but yeah, I just couldn't. I that was another band. I just um, I kind of respected, you know, my um, my peers and wouldn't listen to it because uh, they thought it was uh, bad, right? You know, so but uh, that's just that was just that for me. But what was your next one? My next one, which is uh, nobody uh, listening to this podcast will know who it was, but I, this was a Columbia House recommendation, and I was like, you know what, let it roll in. I'm going to give it a shot because they gave it such a great review, and I immediately loved this band. I love uh, them today. I have their whole discography. I don't know. that I think they have like 20 albums out. I mean, they're amazing. Pretty Maids. And, I love uh, Pretty Maids. Future World. I- was oh. an amazing <laughs> it's an amazing album it amazing is. i played the crap out of that and in i the, can't uh, believe i forgot high it. school <laughs> yeah <laughs> so great the awesome singer they just have a they have a unique style about them i can't really put my finger on what it is yeah. but they're they're different than a lot of other bands um for sure the singer he would have that clean voice but then he would have that like gruff mm-hmm. you know screaming type voice uh, really melodic, you know. Yeah. They're really, really oh, yeah. catchy songs, but they never broke into the mainstream. Never broke into the mainstream. But uh, I highly recommend if you're into metal, if you've never listened to uh, Pretty Maids, pick up Pretty Maids, Future World. Uh, you will be hooked. Well, shoot, even their even their newer stuff was killer. I mean, I I didn't listen to them in the '80s. I listened to them in the in the '90s. Like I felt, I, I came across them, and I was like, "How did I miss this band?" You know. They had some heavier songs later on. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they got a good. They've got a good variety, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my number ten on, uh, of my picks here. Um, one of the greatest metal bands of all time, Iron Maiden. Yep. When band. I heard Iron Maiden, I was, I fell in love with Iron Maiden, and. Same thing. They're one of those bands. They weren't a party band. They didn't sing about chicks and drugs and alcohol. It was all this, all these songs. Very, you know, visual. I mean, it fueled your imagination of what they were singing about. Their songs were stories and about historical figures. And it was just. And the band was incredible. The music was just incredible. I mean, it just the uh, Bruce Dickinson's vocals. You know, Steve Harris's bass. I mean, he's phenomenal. You know, uh, Nico McBrain on the drums. You know, you had Adrian Smith, Dave Murray, the dual guitar. I mean, just they had a, they they still do. They have a unique sound. Nobody sounds like them. Nobody's been able to replicate their sound. I don't think anybody can, honestly. But they, they're just such a unique, unique band. They have a cool um, mascot, Eddie, and I mean, they they literally um, they haven't put any stinkers out except the Blaze Bailey albums. Which even the first one is, is listenable, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I listened to Somewhere in Time, Power Slave, and um, Seven Son of a Seven Son. I listened to those albums continuously in the '80s. They're just amazing, amazing albums. Wasted Years was their big hit to put them on the map in the '80s, and um, you know, I I had listened to them later on, but I, in the '80s I could not listen to them because. You know their um, association and and display of 
certain imagery again and the use of the 666. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of like, okay, I'm not listening to them, guys. And uh, I was forbidden to listen to them. But I, I, what was the deal with, with that? Was that just a, a gimmick or did they have a reason behind that? Well, the, the, they got the rap of having to do something with uh, they kind of got you know they had that that song the number of the beast right. right that was and they they had an album you know number of the beast but when you listen to this song it's really it's not about worshiping satan or anything it's about right. a guy essentially the song's about a guy stumbling on you know in the woods he stumbles on a group of people um basically doing a satanic um a satanic uh ceremony mm -hmm. and then they see him and basically he's running and trying to get away from them essentially oh, so yeah. it's you know that's and they had that documentary i heard it's really good but it's called flight 666 or something yeah yeah did you see that one uh, i have seen it yeah it's really good it's really good yeah, yeah. i mean there's there's you know, they just got kind of like uh, associated with it, but uh, they they didn't use Satanism in any way to like, you know, um, further yeah. to yeah to further their careers. It yeah. was just uh, whatever they decided to write that song. Uh, it was yeah. a story type of a song because like all their songs are stories, and yeah, they kind of got labeled as that. But if you look at that album cover, you know, Eddie's huge on the cover, and the devil he's like really really small basically yeah. like eddie's eddie's gonna crush the devil so i mean it was not it, they're not satanic at all no and no I, I know that but they but they but but back then you know you did get you did get thrown a lot of like false information about these bands and you know that, that that was the thing. You know, yeah, was, yeah, that, that went around. It's like, oh man, these these were the like dark evil bands. You know, the whole Metallica, Iron Maiden, all this stuff. But they weren't. They were completely opposite. Right. But they got that reputation just because people talked and made up shit. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like and they said, you know, yeah, they're just. Just an amazing band. I mean, they just, you know, they have 10 minutes, you know, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That's like, I think it's like a 10 minute song. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's just an incredible song. Um, just a great band. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're, they're not satanic, just for the record. And um, yeah, they're still making incredible albums uh, to this day. And I just saw Bruce uh, Dickinson uh, in his, uh, his little tour he was doing where it was just basically a, uh, spoken word type tour where he goes in there and he just tells his life story it was pretty awesome it's like an hour and a half and, and he shows. just had cancer right yeah he had throat cancer yeah and how's he doing now oh he um he's completely recovered and i was reading an article and it's and he said that after he recovered from throat cancer he can actually hit notes and sing better um than he had ever been able to sing wow imagine um, that <laughs> yeah and you know what's amazing is that he's one of those guys and i could i think it's because you know he doesn't i don't think he smokes and i don't really think he's a big party or anything i mean mm -hmm. his his voice is still so powerful wow. just powerful it's just he's amazing well you know back in the day i always the only one close enough or in that style not in that style but kind of that more operatic 
vocal was Jeff Tate. I mean, Queensryche yeah. and Iron Maiden were the only ones that were kind of kind of doing that sound, you know. Queensryche was a different sound, but they but they both had that same, you know, operatic type of voice. Right. You know? And uh, I loved Iron Maiden when I heard them, but I just couldn't listen to them. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, man, I want to listen. You know, it was, one, it was like taboo back then. You know, it was like, I want to listen to Metallica. I want to listen to Megadeth. I want These were all the bands that, you know, I, I was like kind of attracted to. I wanted to give it, I wanted to listen to, you know, like. Right. Uh, but they were just too dark and I, I just like didn't do it, you know too dark as a as opposed to you know this like nice little fluffy metal that you know uh i could get away with listening to at home you know it wasn't like it wasn't like that movie um that movie with kiss in it i really like that movie that movie's awesome um what the is phantom it? the phantom of the park no no it was later on it was like these kids were trying to get to the kiss concert to see oh it's kiss. detroit detroit rock city i love that movie right and that mom, you know, she, she's she's a you know a, a, a Christian you know a lady that uh, breaking his albums and <laughs> get rid right. of that double music, you know. And I, now I didn't live in a household like that by any means, but um, but uh, yeah, there were certain things just I, I didn't listen to out of respect, but uh, later on I. I developed a nice taste for it, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't so strict. I mean, I was jamming metal all the time, but shoot, they probably wouldn't even know what I was listening to. No, but I still respected them and and didn't get get you know go down that road. I didn't buy a Kiss album. I didn't do any of that, even though I wanted to. Right, but I didn't. You know. But some of these bands were probably worse than those bands because they were singing about sex, drugs, and, <laughs> right, and, right. and partying and girls and everything. But another band I didn't get into that might have made your list that had the uh, pentagram uh, imagery in there early on was Motley Crue. But we'll, I don't know. Is that on your list? It is. It okay. is. Okay. Well, we'll we'll hold off on that one then. So, was that your your uh, your next five? Yep. All right. Hey guys, do you want the ultimate iodine supplement? How about liquid B12? How about liquid turmeric in a herbal cold pressed tincture, never heated? the ultimate in detoxification pure powerful and potent liquid formulas in a raw herbal extract totally organic use our special coupon code healthy life at checkout at globalhealingorganics.com use coupon code healthy life so some of these i gotta admit are late 80s like the tail end of the 80s Right. But I wore the heck out of these uh, albums, right? So I got to include them, even though they they kind of, um, they really, uh, I listened to them throughout the 90s, too, because the, the early 90s was just all, you know, that was like the peak of hair metal back then. But um, 
I'll just go with it. Uh, Skid Row was uh, another favorite of mine. Uh, when I first heard their debut, uh, that was, uh, you know, when I first heard that, I was, I was, I was blown away by that one. I think that one came out, uh, well, it was late eighties. I don't know if it was 88 or 89, probably 89. It was probably 88 if I had to guess. Okay. And I couldn't stand them when I first heard them. (laughs) I, they, you know, they, they had youth gone wild on MTV and I was like, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get what the attraction is to this song. (laughs) I thought the song stunk. And, uh, you know, I finally, I, I got, I got that album and, um, and then, yeah, there, you know, when you listen to the whole album, there's so many good songs on there. And honestly, to me, uh, that's, that's the stinker. That's the stinker on the album. I I don't know why that was like the debut one they wanted to put on MTV. I love that song. But anyway, I mean, I mean, could you, is there any person that was that was featured on the front of Metal Edge more than Sebastian Bach? I don't know if I can I don't know. He was on there all the time. I don't know. It was crazy. But I I, I mean, I was so jealous of his hair. I mean, he had great hair. But. Oh yeah, yeah, he had amazing. <laughs> like, you know, he had yeah, he had amazing hair. It was that that super straight, super long yeah. down almost to his belt loops. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he was a good-looking guy. You know, he's a good-looking guy, and I mean, he yeah. had the pipes, dude. He had the he pipes. Had the pipes, yeah, he did. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that was um, one. And then the other guy had the best chest hair I think I've ever seen, and, and the best five o'clock shadow. And I was so jealous of his five o'clock five o'clock shadow. Um, I don't know if you can guess who it is. Well, I can guess, and you know what? I I totally forgot them off of the list. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. And what's crazy is is that I I I played, I did I played that album uh, a lot, and he's to this day he's one of my favorite singers. But yeah, I totally left him off the list. Yeah, you're talking about Winger, Kip Winger, yep. oh, Kip Winger. Oh my gosh! Not to mention his perfect pearly white teeth oh my gosh i know they're unnaturally white they're so white that's it's crazy it's crazy but yeah i mean winger i don't know man that was uh, he he looked like a supermodel on there i don't know but i mean winger was awesome man i mean the first time it was me and gallus we're on a church trip on at his church i remember it to to this day and you were listening to 17 well, I I talk, I don't know who talked who into it, but he bought it. It was the Winger debut album. Yeah. We didn't know what they sounded like. I I think it just looked cool, you know. And uh, we got on cassette, and we were jamming that sucker back on a church bus in a little boombox. I don't know how they let us play it, but we kept <laughs> we kept jamming that over and over again, and they let us play it. And, well, the uh, only song that's questionable is Seventeen. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, right. But the, I mean, but man, the first time I heard like that, you know, it kicks in with Magdalene, uh, Magdalene. Wait, was it Magdalene or whatever? M- Madeline. Mag- yeah, whatever. I can never say the name, but Madeline. um, I mean, that album just, oh, man, dude. Yeah, that 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 is well, that's awesome. an album that's. 
it's it's darn near as perfect as an album can be, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except for Purple Haze, I'm not a big fan of that song. But uh, other than that, they, the they album was incredible. They did a good job with that, though. They did a great job with that song. I mean, it came out in 88. Um, what, uh, according to here, it Magda. Oh, Madeleine. I don't know why right. I said Magdalene. <laughs> Madeleine. Um, hit. 27 on the mainstream rock billboard charts back then it's pretty good for for a metal band you know but yeah i mean they had higher and higher uh what was the other song well that was a bonus track too oh yeah 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 but i mean they had what was it um they had hungry hanging on that was my favorite hungry i loved hanging on oh yeah 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 but hungry had just a kick butt groove you know it, yeah when it kicks in you know i'm hungry yeah. you know For you know it's uh, love. oh yeah great, it was it was band. great album. They, and it was a little bit a little bit of a letdown with uh in the heart of the young there's some good songs on there right but it, it, it I, you know what it was is that their first album was so good yeah that it was it was impossible to live up to that oh yeah to that album but then they made up for it with pull Pull. I love Paul. Paul's yes. my favorite winger album. Yes, I love Paul, and I love the, uh, the 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 one after that. Four. No. Yeah, yeah, it's Winger Four. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Paul is is my favorite because they really went heavy on that one. Yeah, Junkyard Dog. Ju- I love that song. Now, what do you think? Do you think Beavis and Butthead ruined it for him? Because that was the rumor. They, yeah, they made fun of him so much. Yeah, that, yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. he 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 was upset. Yeah, he was upset. I remember reading an interview, and he goes, "You know, you know, why don't they just leave me alone? You know, and yeah. stuff like that." And yeah, but hey, yeah, they, he got labeled as like a as like a pussy band yeah. by Beavis and Butthead, and yeah, and it, it did. But you know what? Uh, probably not though. I mean, so many chicks loved Winger. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean. They just never were going to be on the scale of Metallica. You know, it was it was it was the you know Metallica. They had the one they had the one nerdy kid on Beavis and Butthead that wore the Winger shirt and Beavis and Butthead ACDC and Metallica T-shirts, right? And so, right. I mean, you're never going to be. They were never going to be as big as ACDC or Metallica. Let's face it. But I mean, they 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 had a lot of popularity. They they had hits. You know, I don't think. Uh, you know, obviously. Um, they weren't a one-hit wonder. I mean, he, he was able to make a career out of it, and he's very successful now. I mean, oh, yeah. just obviously he didn't get the instant success that maybe they could have. Right. Potentially. Right. Who knows? Well, yeah. I mean, their tracks, they get regular rotations still on, like, uh, you know, Sirius XM, you know, all the time, Hair Bangers, or Hair Nation. You know, I mean, you always yeah. hear Can't Get Enough, Easy Come, Easy Go, uh, all those songs on there all the time. You know, so Rainbow and the Rose is my favorite song by Winger. Which which album was that on? That's in the Heart of the Young. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to remember how that song goes. Then they had another one later on. They had a well, they had a few of them, didn't they? Better yeah. Days Coming and what was the other one though? There was, that was the their one. sixth one. That was their sixth album. So well, they had uh, oh they, they had, had a f- best of, I guess. 
Well, they had uh, the, which one was four? The one with the soldier on the front cover. Yeah. So then they, they had must... then they had they had Karma too. Oh remember? yeah, Karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have. I have both those. I mean, Karma and the other one, but... And they're recording a brand new album right now. They are? That they said is going to be amazing. Oh. One of their best one of their best albums they've made, you know, in years. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Well, I better move on because we're, we're losing time. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to part one of this two-part episode of our... Most listened to top 20 metal bands of the 80s. You can find us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Anchor FM, Red Circle. You can also listen on YouTube via Craze TV. Craze TV with a K. Follow our Facebook page, Retro Media Talk on Facebook. And if you got a podcast app, just look for our show on there. And subscribe to it. Uh, We really appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. And part two will be up next week. We'll see you next time, guys. This 